Hey everybody, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an online business manager living with fibromyalgia and bipolar disorder. On this podcast, I'm going behind the scenes in my business and talking to other Spooniepreneurs to get real about what it looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness, to inspire you to start the business of your dreams, no matter what life throws your way. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. Today, we're talking about bookkeeping. (laughs) And it's something that I feel like every entrepreneur knows that we should probably be paying more attention to, um, but we don't. And so I'm really excited to introduce today's guest, Janina Hamilton. She is a virtual bookkeeper and bookkeeping coach who helps female service-based entrepreneurs ditch the overwhelm of tax season by helping them understand their numbers in a simple way. So I want you to really take some time and listen to this interview with a pen and paper because Janina is giving us some really great advice on how to simplify bookkeeping. Um, and if you know me, you know that I love to simplify and systematize things in your business. So let's just dive right in. Hey, everybody. I am here with Janina. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Um, So I am obsessed with what you do because what you do is so important and so many people don't want to think about bookkeeping. Like it's just the thing that gets put off to the last thing on our to-do list. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as a virtual bookkeeper and also just a little bit about your health journey. Okay. Um, so as a virtual bookkeeper, I take all of the income and expenses and I categorize them um, so that you can see how much money you are spending in your business, how much money you're making in your business. Um, also show you how you can possibly save on certain things and also to plan for tax season all year by helping you with estimated tax payments so that you're not hit with a huge bill uh, come April. Um, And, you know, my health journey has, it's been about, well, I died since a diagnosis about eight years now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a lot longer than that. Things started when I was about 16 or so. I'd lost weight and I was already small. (laughs) Like I'm only Mm -hmm. five one. And I was like, you know, get into the 90 pound range. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they, they tried to find different things and, um, it didn't take, it took until I was 24 before I got a diagnosis. So, um, but I have fibromyalgia and, uh, I got diagnosed with that while I was working in a law office. I, I have, I am a paralegal by trade and, Uh, I was working in a one person law office. So it was just me and the attorney and I had a great boss. I I loved her. And when I uh, was diagnosed with everything, um, I was no longer able to work my, the schedule that I had had for her. Mm -hmm. And and she allowed me to change my schedule and uh, she just really accommodated my health, but um, it came to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And um, I got married a couple years ago and, you know, uh, marriage is great, but marriage is also stressful. Mm-hmm. And so that does affect your health and as, as well as, you know, other things that hormonal changes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I was getting older. I'm a, I was almost 30 then. So that, right. that helped, that doesn't help. Right. Um, 
And so I decided, I talked to my husband and he said, well, yeah, you can go ahead and take off a few months, figure out what you want to do. And I, I left my job. I took with me bookkeeping since it was a small um, office. I did all kinds of things. I wasn't just the paralegal. I was also the bookkeeper. So mm-hmm. um, I learned on the job um, under an accountant and then um, took that with me. Cause that's my, that was my passion. Really. I love mm-hmm. doing that. I found, <laughs> I, after, after a while I was like, man, I really should have gone to school for, <laughs> to be, for accounting rather than paralegal studies. I mean, I loved my job. My job was great, but you know, that was like my favorite part. I loved getting everything tax season ready. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I want to dive a little bit into that moment when you realize that even though you had an amazing employer, they made all kinds of accommodations that you just really couldn't do it. Because I think, I love that you said, you know, you had to choose between, you know, work and taking care of yourself and taking care of your marriage and taking care of that side of you. So can you kind of just like step us through a little bit about what that was like? Yeah. So uh, I had always already working part-time because I have obligated myself to spend an average of 70 hours in a public ministry. And that was more important to me than anything mm-hmm. uh, that and my health. Those are the two most important things in my marriage, you know? Yeah. So work was like low on the priority. Right? <laughs> so, um, so when I was, I was missing more work than I was going to work. Right. And so um, to make sure that I was doing things that were more important to me. And so that was that moment. Um, I went to a, um, a convention and I was looking, you know, a Bible-based convention and mm-hmm. we were um, discussing priorities and, and things like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, me, my health, my spirituality, that's, that's more important. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I still wanted to contribute to my family, but I could no longer do it for somebody else. I had to do it for me. I love that. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs who have chronic illness, we kind of make that decision, right? Of like, I have to have a business that works for me mm-hmm. instead of me like working for my business or working for somebody else. And, and I think that that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm not the, I'm not an entrepreneur by choice. I'm totally <laughs> one by circumstance. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell everybody Because, you know, I think a lot of us know we should be, you know, working with a bookkeeper. We know we should be like keeping track of those receipts and, you know, thinking about tax time year round, but tell everybody what that relationship looks like and exactly what you help people with. So, um, a lot of times, you know, people are, can be organized. You can be super, super organized, but, um, looking back at, um, numbers and how much you're spending in your business uh, is what falls off the most. Um, so you know, like in your head, okay, I, I, I've, I've spent this, I've spent that, and I've, I've made this, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still money in the bank. <laughs> you know, I, I've checked my bank account and there's still money I can spend, or mm-hmm. I can, um, I can transfer that from my business to my personal, you know, I can do that. But, um, if you don't know how much you're, how much you're spending, whether you can be working even a little bit less 
mm-hmm. because you're spending more money, you know, so that you could bring home the same amount. Right. You know, that's the most important thing. That's what I, I like to do mostly with my clients is go through how much they're spending on um, certain things and ask them, you know, do you think you really need this tool? <laughs> like, how often are you using this tool? Mm-hmm. Um, how often are you using this? Could you possibly, you know, step down the subscription on it or, mm-hmm. um, or even get rid of the, the subscription on it because it's not something that uh, you're using regularly. So it's just a, a thing that I do that I help them to evaluate where their money is going mm-hmm. and possibly where they could spend work less mm-hmm. and you know and still make the same amount of money right so why do you think that people avoid working with a bookkeeper um i don't i think it's mostly because they don't find the find it important i i think um you know, cause I, I did a, a market research question and you know, what people said was like the first thing that they want to outsource is, uh, social media management or mm. marketing. Um, they want to know the things that can make them more money. Um, the, but what I'm finding, like I said before, was that, you know, I can help you or a bookkeeper can help you to, make more money by you spending less on your, right. on, on expenses. Um, but you know, a lot of time also too, I've found somebody told me the other day was that they just didn't know the value or what a bookkeeper could do for you. You know, not just, not just being, um, a little, not, not ignorant, but maybe uneducated on what a bookkeeper mm-hmm. is, right. <laughs> could make you, you know, just not not explore the idea of having a bookkeeper or or even consulting one quarterly not maybe not having someone take care of it every month but someone to just look back at your records and say okay you're doing this right so far this is good put away this amount for taxes so that you can have a streamlined tax season that that just isn't on their radar so as an entrepreneur with chronic illness what kind of accommodations have you made? Like, how do you manage, you know, bad days or how do you set boundaries with your clients to kind of work around your illness? So when I'm on a discovery call, um, I ask them about themselves and then I tell them about myself. (laughs) Right. So, um, I, I'm very straightforward, very upfront and very honest with them. Um, that I am chronically ill and there are days that I um, may or may not be able to, to answer their questions or to answer their emails. Or um, if I am, sometimes it's from the bed <laughs> and, right. you know, um, I have this thing where I don't, I don't work on Wednesdays at all. <laughs> so um, I make sure that I have a rest day in, in between Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even check my email. I try not to check my email on Wednesdays uh, because I need a day to totally disconnect from, mm-hmm. from the, from the business. Um, but I do tell them upfront uh, about my illness so that when, when I don't respond to an email or um, I don't answer that phone call and it goes to voicemail that they know that it's possibly because I'm not feeling well that day. And, and I think one fear that a lot of people have is that if they set that boundary, people will be jerks about it. Have you had that experience? 
No, yeah. I have not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time what happens is that they go, Oh, I'm so sorry. Right. You know, they, they feel, they feel for you because m- most of them that I'm talking to are, are healthy and, mm-hmm. um, or they know someone that's chronically ill. And so they like, oh yeah, I, my cousin or my mom or so-and-so is also sick. And I know what that feels like for them or how they're, they're doing. So yeah, I totally understand that. And then it feels good for me too, to be out, you know, you know be mm-hmm. open and honest with them that, you know, I may not be there for you on a day or two when you need me. So, right. You know, it works yeah. well for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that that's really important because I think a lot of people listening who are thinking about starting a business, they're like, maybe I shouldn't be upfront about my illness because people won't hire me or people will not enjoy the experience of working with me. And that's not been my experience. And it sounds like it hasn't been yours either. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I've had to reschedule calls and, and they're fine with that, you know, because, you know, I don't have children, but a lot of the people that I work with have children. And then, you know, if their children are sick, then they rescheduled the call. You know, it's right. Everyone has a reason for why they have to reschedule a call or reschedule a meeting. Mine is that I'm chronically ill. Theirs could be something else. We all just have to be understanding because we're human. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So what question have I not asked you that I should have? I think a a question that I get asked a a lot is, um, can I pay for, um, my hair and makeup to be done and count that as a business Business expense? expense. (laughs) Like, uh, especially people that are uh, public speakers, right? They ask that question. Um, the answer to that generally is no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way that the IRS looks at that is if you can wear that and um, use it for something other than than business, especially something that's as temporary, really, as mm-hmm. a, a haircut or um, makeup, then no, you can't count that as uh business expense. So, um, (laughs) sorry, ladies. (laughs) It would be nice, right? Because it would, yes, it would be, it would be nice. Um, but yeah, the, um, between that and like the, the biggest, another thing that gets asked is, um, or it doesn't get asked, but it's a common mistake. Like Mm -hmm. if you buy a piece of technology that you count it all off at once, instead Mm -hmm. of it being a depreciating expense mm-hmm. right. appreciating asset. Um, that is one of the, the largest, uh, most common mistakes for, right. um, you know, on your taxes. Um, but if you're using an accountant for, for your taxes, then they'll probably just recategorize it and take care of it for you. Right. But, um, if you're doing it yourself, uh, you have to categorize that kind of specifically in your software and stuff. So nice. Yeah. So if people need a bookkeeper and they want to work with you, how do they get in touch with you? So uh, my business name is Peach Tea Calculations. Uh, I am a Georgia girl. So that's where that came from. (laughs) Uh, So it's uh, peachteacalculations.com. I am Peach Tea Calculations on Facebook and also on Instagram. So that's where you can find me. Love it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, recommend, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find show notes and to get connected to our community of Spooniepreneurs, go to www.theresilientva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.